what is present. The description in this moment is called a group of people sitting in a circle. This which is in the here and now of this moment to our eyes, ears and nose is only possible because of what is not present. The not present, called outside my eyes, ears, nose, and there, supports what is present. If it didn't, we're in here for eternity. <laughs> we're trapped. And I don't want to live with you for eternity, and I don't think you would want to live with me for eternity. So one sees. One sees what is not present is empty. If it's not disturbing, it's empty. Yeah. But it's not saying it doesn't exist. Because if there was absolute non-existence outside our senses, wow, <laughs> I mean, we are trapped. It ceases to be empty, as I said earlier, to repeat, because it disturbs, because I can be, feel disturbed by it. So one looks to the present and explores the present. But the present, this is an important thing, is empty of its own existence. It's only present because of what is not present. And it wouldn't be there if everything else wasn't there. The whole universe makes this possible. It's not only what is present that makes it possible, but, which is just, as you say, the space, the da-da-da-da, but all of this is only made possible because of all that we can't see, hear, smell, taste and touch. So the non-present eye, ears, nose, is the support and makes possible what is present. Hmm? Sure. Obvious. No, I, I thought of the Heart Sutra. Heart Sutra. Heart Sutra. All right, well, th this is the Heart Sutra because we want to talk with our heart. But it's true, it's the same message, exactly the same message. So, since what is not present makes possible what is present, <coughs> this present is not something of itself, because it requires the not present. Since it is something which is not of itself, why do we want to give it authority to disturb when it is not something? <laughs> this is the, the, in the non-dual dharma, this is the cream of the milk. I'm going to repeat it so some of you will start yawning soon and I understand why. 
here I am, I'm a human being, I'm living in the world, and my access to the immediate sensory world comes to me through my eyes, ears, nose, tongue and touch. And I have some thoughts, and I have some feelings. And in the very moment of my existence as a human being, there is clearly a limitation to it, because I'm somewhat defined by my senses and their reach. I may go outdoors and think, wow, I lift up this little bit of flesh here in the night sky and this little thing can view trillions and millions and millions and millions of miles away. It's breathtaking. But in the scheme of things, it's nothing. And when scientists tell me there are more stars than grains of sand, I go, whoa, whoa. I mean, have you been on the beach recently? (laughs) (laughs) So, no matter whether I just look in the room with my eyes or I have more limitation with my ears there, or even a shorter one with my smell, or even a shorter one with my taste, or with my touch, it gets shorter and shorter, what I can expand into the world, it sets a limitation for me, by virtue of my senses. Mm -hmm. And the teachings remind us and point out, outside of my immediate field, called eyes, ears, nose, tongue, touch, sense doors, iatinas, realms, whatever, which seem quite different. This seems quite different from this. All realms are all kind of linked up in some way or other. What is not present is empty of what is present. Has to be. You know, I can't walk a hundred yards down there and say, oh, this is going on here, and a hundred yards away the whole thing is going on somewhere else. What is present here is not happening anywhere in the entire universe. Nowhere else. I can't duplicate this in the entire universe. And who would want to anyway? (laughs) So then, here I am, and I have a contact with this immediacy, called this present moment, called being in the here and now, called sense door, sense object, contact, whatever, whatever we wish. And I could say, well, since this here is nowhere else, then one could draw the conclusion there is only this moment. This is real, this is it. And everything else is not it. Because it's no thing, unless it starts to disturb me. But if I say this is it, this here and now, this moment, gains its own existence. If it gains and is given its own existence, it is completely independent of what's around, of what's not present. If it's that, nothing can change it. We are stuck. We are trapped 
we're in this room forever. So this whole idea of an eternal now and all your nonsense. So I look and I say, extraordinary. This called you and I together in the room here, with some trees and sunshine and snow outside, doesn't have its own existence. It relies and is totally supported, this present moment is totally supported by what? By what is not present. Just as every little thing in here is supported by what is not present, as Carly just said, this is supported by this, is supported, but all of this is supported by what is not present. And therefore, this, called this present moment, called being here and now, called sense or sense objects or whatever, has no self-existence. It's empty of being something. So why do I give it the authority to disturb? It's completely nonsense. Nonsense. Extraordinary. So then the Buddha says, there is a genuine, undistorted, Use the word descent, which is rather, descent means go into, into emptiness. When he is asked, what is the abiding place of the wise? And he says emptiness. So, in the exploration which he engaged in with, uh, um, who was it with, with Ananda, He's saying exactly the same thing as we're exploring in, in here. And the exploration is a meditation and a contemplation to help this <coughs> go deep inside so something is understood. The essence and the core of which is that, as he starts off, that which is not present shouldn't disturb. That which is present also shouldn't disturb because it's not something. Because if it was something, it would stay as it is. But it's not something. So as the Buddha says, nothing has its own existence. Everything is conditioned by other factors, conditioned by life, to quote him uh, there. And he says, Ananda, explore this, practice this, look into this, go into it, till something is really, really understood. Because then the world of disturbances, so-called, will lose their strength, they'll be disempowered, we might say. And uh, then he gives the usual encouragement, encouragement, go to the teacher, listen to the, listen to the Dharma, for the mind's release, for direct knowledge, and... <coughs> Listen to the teachings for the happiness and liberation and compassion for all. Mm -hmm. kind of essence of it. Of, the, of, of, of it. 